I gotta go figure out the bodyguard situation, the gardener situation. I guess I need a driver at this point. Oh, and we don't have bulletproof glass in the new Volvo we just bought, so gotta get that installed. Yeah, man, it's gonna be a tough life. A lot of responsibilities. Yeah. You got to catch the last subway, so I got to cut this short. Start the timer. Welcome to Location Indie Podcast, behind the scenes, unfiltered, no holds barred look at the realities of the location independent lifestyle from two guys who are living that lifestyle. I'm Trav. I'm not really scared of spiders. I don't really love snakes, but I'm not too scared. But I am scared of birds. <laughs> I'm Jason. We're the co founders of the community. Location Indie. We're all about to travel the freedom lifestyle. You can learn more at locationindie.com. And we are open to new members. Chris, can he put in like a hallelujah? No, we don't open that often. And that's why we're really excited to just let you know that we are, in fact, opening up the doors, they are open right now at the time of this recording. It is September 24th, the time that you're listening to this, 2019. And Location Indies open till this coming Friday. So I hope that if... That is September 27th, Yes, thank you, Trav. Uh, we hope that you'll join us and uh, become a part of the community. And if you listen to the podcast, if you follow our stuff, you know what we're all about. So I don't need to explain it all to you. But... Um, Come check us out if you haven't yet, locationindie.com, I-N-D-I-E. We're open to new members. And Trav, one of the things that, uh, one of the many things that makes the community so special are these monthly events that we do. And we get to get on these, we use Zoom, which is a technology that uh, allows you to see everybody's face. So we get in these Zoom rooms and you got everybody there. You can see their faces from all over the world. And today, I think we're on a call with like five or six different time zones, which is always a cool thing. That was just our location indie staff. That was just five location indie staff members in five different times. Yeah. But each month we do uh, different calls to help keep you accountable, help keep you on track. So you can continue to not only build a location independent lifestyle, but if you're already location independent, you can continue to improve on your business, managing the lifestyle and all the balance and the stuff that comes with it that we talk about on this show. And one of the things that we've done recently is themed out a couple calls. So in addition to the masterminds and the accountability calls, we decided to theme out a hot topic in the Location Indie private network, which is all about fear of success, not fear of failure. And that's what we're going to talk about today, Trav. Yeah, so we did a, a group. I had the uh, good pleasure of running a what we call a group mastermind. And so like Jay mentioned, we do these uh, about every two months. So we have a weekly event. So every week there isn't a, a location in the event, but they take on different forms. This was a group mastermind about the fear of success. And it came about because we a few people have brought this up. Uh, recently in, in different other calls that we were doing. And we're like, all right, we have to talk about this because this is something that gets brushed under the rug a ton. You always hear people saying, oh, yeah, well, I'm not doing this because I'm afraid I'm going to fail. 
and that that could be true and that and that probably is true at times but there's a flip side to that and that is this fear of success and i think jay that the fear of success holds people back from doing stuff maybe as much as the fear of failure and so you know most of the time people don't think this is true you know if we're talking about success and what does success look like um, for someone who wants to become location independent, right? Like, let's just throw out a few things that people would want if they were, lo- if they want to become location independent. One, they'd want to be able to work from anywhere. Two, they'd want to probably be able to do work that they, that they love. So that would be successful. Three, they'd want to be able to, to make good money. So they'd want to either be able to make the same amount of money or, or hopefully even a lot more money than what they are already making. So all of that would be some of the things that would, classify it as a success if what you were if you were doing something right and so naturally people are like well yeah i want that of course you want that so they say yeah i want that yeah i want to be able to work from anywhere yeah i want to be able uh to do work i love yeah i want to make a, a ton of money sure so no one's going to say they don't want that but subconsciously i think a lot of times that holds them back from doing stuff because people become afraid even if they don't realize this, of how they would handle something like that. So for let's take the money thing, because for me, I think my fear of success manifests itself in the money thing. And and I'll 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 let you know what I mean. So for a while, um, I was just sitting there saying, I want to become location independent. So I want to make three thousand dollars a month. Cause I know that it's just Heather and I, you know, we didn't have any kids at that point. Like I could make do on three thousand dollars a month. We could we could make it work. So that became ingrained in me. Then the next little step was, all right, I want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year. Because that just seemed like a good, healthy number. And it and it is a good healthy number, right? But I would say that a lot of times now, the things that I'm doing, my mindset has stayed stuck at that level of saying, okay, like $100,000 seems like decent. So when I've been doing stuff, I haven't necessarily pushed the envelope to get past that. And I think there's a few reasons why. One, I think that, Jay, we all kind of... know what our normal feels like. So maybe that's, hey, I grew up in a middle-class household. This is how much maybe I think my parents made. Okay, I have friends who are my age. Here's what I think they're making. And so you kind of make yourself fall into that little bubble, even if you don't have to. Like, like there isn't a ceiling on what we can make if we're doing stuff on our own. But you fall into that bubble because it feels normal. And, and you might feel like, I don't know how I would handle the fact if all of a sudden I made more money than my parents did in their career. Or if I was sitting next to my best friend from high school and he's a hard worker and and he does good good stuff too. And he's making 100000 and I'm making a million, right? Or something crazy. Like, I think... I may feel weird about that. And so we self-sabotage ourselves by doing that because it it you don't you don't really have any way of knowing what that feels like and you also in my mind I also feel oh my gosh why would I deserve that if other people haven't reached out? Like, oh, I deserve a hundred thousand a year in a regular life because I could get that by doing something else. But why would I deserve so much more? And that came up a ton in our call was that people were like, they were afraid of succeeding because they didn't understand why they deserved it and other people didn't, whether that be more money, location independence, 
not working as many hours, getting to travel, all that kind of stuff. This idea of like, why should I have so much more than other people if they're good people too, you know? And and so I think that that is a big, big, big thing to get past and something that I struggle with a lot. And I think it holds me back and I see it holding a lot of other people back as well. It's powerful stuff. And when you dig into the root of something like that, it's it's not a small thing. I mean, this is a great conversation to have right now because these are the things that can kind of sneakily pass you by, right? If you're not paying attention to them. And it was only later, and I'll, I'll, I'll share an example from my own life, but the, the thing that I was most afraid of, I didn't realize it, it was what it was until later when I had time to kind of reflect and when I had already started doing some entrepreneurial things and started having some success. And by the way, before I get into that, I would say a good exercise coming out of this podcast is to just define what success means to you right now, right? Because I always liked our friend Mish's definition uh, er earlier on when you're trying to go location independent. I think this is great. And maybe this is something that morphs and changes over time. But her definition was uh, to make... I think it was like to make as much money as I can at a regular job, but doing it on my own terms, something simple like that. So it was really clear cut, like from a financial perspective, at that point, she just wanted to replace her income. And that was her definition of success at that point, because she knew if she could replace her income, she could travel and be location independent and do all the things she wanted to do. I'm sure her definition has changed as your has, yours has right now. Everybody's at their own spots and in their journeys so that's a good exercise for everybody because it forces you to reflect, right? And to try to really understand what it is that you value. And that doesn't, we're not just talking about money here, right? Like right. success to somebody. I mean, for, certainly for me right now, I was thinking about it and talking to my wife the other day and saying, you know, even years ago, I thought one day in the future, I might want to have kids and it'd be really cool if I'd be able to spend as much time with them as I wanted because I controlled my time. And I have that. That's a huge part of my definition of success. So I I need to like pat myself on the back more and say, I am successful because of this instead of looking at the things that maybe I'm not quote unquote succeeding on right now or things that I might want to further. But there are many parts of my definition of success that I, more than half, definitely probably 80% of the things that I would say I would define as success, I have, and maybe more if I was being generous. So, But maybe maybe that goes back a little bit if you're saying, I don't deserve uh, any more, and you would go back to the thing that you said, right? Looks like you want to jump yeah. in here because I have some other... I do want you to hit that point uh, that you were going to mention in just a second, but I wanted to... I see this as a way that fear of success manifests itself in people without them knowing, and that is to not define success. So... Essentially, it's fear. It's being fearful of success, but if you don't define it, then you're not really going for it. And we saw this a lot in the call. And so, for example, people would say, yeah, I'm just doing this, but I'm doing this on the side. You know, like they're, they were so afraid, uh, admittedly, they would say, to, to make it their thing, to make it their mission, to say that they were going to do this. You know, it was like, I, I'm doing this. I do this sometimes with, for example, with our app, Jetto, right? 
like we're doing a lot of stuff, but I keep saying, well, that's like my fourth or fifth project. So, you know, okay, if it's not doing as well as I want, or if I'm not marketing it as well as I want, like no big deal because I'm doing all these other things. Well, that might be true. Like that might be a conscious decision that I make down the road, but I have to actually define what I think success would be for that and then say, are you going to go after it or not? As opposed to simply saying, oh yeah, well, like it's my fifth project, so like it's okay. And people do that all the time. They don't define what they want. If you don't define it, you can't go for it. And so you give yourself an out. You give yourself an out to not even go for it because you just, you make excuses of like, oh, this is my side hustle, or this is my pro- side project or this or that, or, oh yeah, I'm doing okay. Like this is going, as, this is going decent. It's like, well, what does that mean? It's going decent. What do you want it to do? And And if that's what you want it to do, why isn't it doing that? So it's like fear of success masking itself as people not actually setting it up. And so, and so I just thought that was a really good point for you, that you made, Jay. You, you have to define what success looks like. And it is going to change because I was in the same boat as Mish. I want to make 3000 I want, and then I want to replace my income. You know, then I want to get to a hundred thousand and now it's like, okay, that's fine. What is the next level? I actually have to go back and define that financial success for me based on what I want, what I want to do with the companies, all that kind of stuff. Because until I do, I'm not going to have something to shoot for. And I think the reason I'm not doing it is all the things I mentioned in the beginning of like just feeling comfortable here. And and that's not a bad thing. There's a fine line between contentment and 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 you know and then not pushing because you're afraid of it, right? Um but that's something that I have to work through is defining what does my next financial success look like? Like what do I want? And then saying, okay, here are the steps to get there as opposed to just being afraid of it because it means that I am in my head better than other people, even though I know that's not the case or why do I deserve it? That whole idea. Yeah. The money thing is huge and certainly something to think about. And it's a deep topic. I mean, the whole, we could do a whole podcast on fear of success just based on the money thing, but it's not the only thing. And I wanted to give an example from my life that I figured out later was the thing that was holding me back. And you know, probably for the right reasons, because it wasn't really what I wanted, but I didn't realize that at the time. So back in the day when I was on tour and traveling and just living my travel life, I was I was doing these touring jobs, working for companies, but out on the road, setting up these events. I've talked about on the podcast before, doing music tours, just having fun, doing this contract work in between traveling overseas and basically <laughs> working and seeing the world and just spending all my free time exploring and doing things rather than like starting a business or doing something else. But simultaneously, I was always having all of these ideas. And there was this thing in me that felt like I needed to do my own thing or do something at some point. But I didn't really know what that was. So I loved talking about ideas with my friends. I loved sharing ideas with my family. I loved writing down ideas, but I would never do anything about them because I didn't really want to do them. So I started not self-sabotaging, but I think just negative self-talk maybe started happening a little bit. Like, oh, you're never going to do anything. Like things are going to keep going. You know, once you enough time goes by and you kind of get tired of what you're doing. And if you haven't taken action already, it's just, you're kind of behind the ball. You can look at it that way, right? So what I realized later, Trav, was that, and I think you could say, this is fear of success in entrepreneurship. I didn't want to have success in entrepreneurship because I liked what I was doing. I wanted to travel and see the world and explore. 
I didn't want to have other responsibilities outside of the ones that I had. When I was working and traveling, at the end of the day, I wanted to check out a new park and play disc golf or go down and see a new downtown I wanted to see or go out to a nice dinner at a place I'd never been or go see some site in, in a city that I've never been before or go to a national park. I didn't want to like sit at home and try to start something. I didn't want it. And I didn't want to give up my overseas trips in between my contracts or my bohemian <laughs> lifestyle. I didn't. I didn't want the so, responsibility. And, and here's, I think, a great example of fear of success because what you could have said was if you had defined success, you would have said, hey, what is it? I want to be able to do all those things you just mentioned. Go to a new city, have a bohemian lifestyle, all that. But I do want to do my entrepreneurial things too. So success for you would have been, hey, I'm doing my entrepreneurial things during the same time that I would be doing this these other touring gigs that that I don't really love. And I still get to do all this other stuff. But in your head, because you were afraid, you hadn't defined exactly what success was and you're kind of afraid of that success. And, and you were saying, if I have that success, I can't have this too. Even though you probably knew if you thought about it, well, could you? Yes, of course you could. You were probably well, yes, working for- but there's there is so, an element of responsibility that comes with running your own show. So there is. There, I, I, there, just, I, I see what you're saying, and as a thought experiment, you're right. If I if I went down that as a thought experiment and said, "All right, what does success mean for me?" and I I realized in that moment, and I loved the touring stuff, so it wasn't only until the end that I got a little bit tired of it and I was ready to get off the road. So it wasn't a problem there. It didn't come up as much there, more towards the end of it. But I think I would have start, started looking at it in a different way and seeing, okay, well, like I would have probably started learning about how people systematize their businesses and figure out ways where they can still have freedom and do the things they love. And I probably would have incorporated something that I did much later, which is like a travel podcast or things that I really enjoyed. So I didn't really see it as maybe doing the things that I really enjoy and f- you know, getting fuel, getting energy from the work. I saw it as taking away from my travels. And that's the way I chose to see it. Now, to be fair, on some level, it would have taken away from my travels in that moment of time at a certain point. So there is a little balance there. But the thought experiment, I think, is worthwhile. It's worthwhile to understand what fears of success you may have and which of those may be holding you back to then make a conscious decision instead of making a subconscious one. And that's that's the great point, is when you realize what those fears are, then you can say, okay, are they fears that are unfounded or are they legitimate fears or are they things that are maybe semi-legitimate that I'm going to work through or I don't want to work through them? So for example, financial one can be a big one, right? Just feeling like, why do I deserve this? Other people don't have the fear of having more responsibility or or having a platform. This came out. Like if you have, like what if you ha- start a podcast and you had 100,000 listeners? Well, now you have a platform. So there's some fear of like, whoa, people are going to listen to me. So what I say carries some weight. And now all of a sudden, I, I'm fearful of that, right? Because I, I don't, now I, 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 does that mean I'm going to be censored more? Do I, am I going to censor myself? You know, all that kind of stuff. There was a really good fear that, that Allison brought up on our call about the fear of identity of like, this is what I identify with. So for her, she was like a workaholic. So for her, she, her success had always been like, she had, had a lot of financial success and stuff like that, but it had been because she just was willing to work harder than everyone else. And so she identified with like, 
all right, I'm being successful, but it's because I know I'm working and staying up to like 3 a.m. And, wait, you know, I'm just I'm working so many hours that that's why I'm being successful. So she was able to rationalize it. Okay, I'm doing better than other people financially because I'm working so many hours. And so her fear was like, well, what if I like people know me as that? So not only am I fearful of like, what if I cut down my hours, but still make the same amount like that feels like I'm cheating. Also, her identity was wrapped up in that. Everyone knew her as such a hard worker. So if all of a sudden they saw her not working as many hours because she was way more efficient, it'd be like, oh, well, now Allison, maybe they think she's lazy. And so that's a huge fear of success is people's identity is wrapped up in their, in their past life. And now, like, if they have a break from that, what are people going to think of them? You know, so there, there's that fear of like, what are other people going to think? Because they're not, we know this, Jay, people listening to us. I mean, if you're an entrepreneur or you're location independent or you just decide that it's more important for you to work less hours, make less money, but have more experiences, you know, that's a unique thing that not a lot of people understand or do. And so you're going to have to deal with this. I don't want to say even like negative feedback because it's not usually like people are upset with you, but just this misunderstanding of them people being like, oh, wait, you don't work a regular job? Like, you don't go to a nine-to-five? And then you have to explain it. And there's fear with that. People are like, I, how how am I going to handle that question? Even if they're happy they're not doing a nine-to-five, how are they going to handle it when people ask them that, right? And so I think that there is a lot of different fears. Like you said, it's not just financial. It's a lot of what are people going to think? How am I going to handle it if I have this new situation, um, and, and all that. And then it just leads people to stay either not starting or staying at the step they're at because it's comfortable. And I just, it's crazy, but I think that the fear of success is as potent a diversion to you actually doing things as the fear of failure. Yeah. I mean, and you could argue that it's like the cousin of the fear of failure, right? Because inherently, if it's holding you back, it's it could be the fear of success could be the fear of failing at certain things within success is kind of what I'm getting at. Or, you know, like in my case, not being able to live up to the responsibility or not being able to live up to the platform, things like that. So they're a bit intertwined, but it's, it's just a deep topic because it's not something, it's just so easy to kind of on the surface point out the things you're afraid of the fear of failure, but the fear of success Sneaky, not always uh, right there on the surface, may require some digging into your own personality, maybe some uh, thoughtful time with a pen and a pad of paper at, uh, at a cafe and really kind of thinking about what success means to you and what are some of those fears and then taking a list and putting it together and figuring out, okay, well, now what can I do to counter those? And is that true? And that's something we always follow up with. Is that true? Is is that a legitimate fear? Or is are you just choosing to focus on that when it's not an actual reality? And oftentimes the answer to that question is, well, no, it's just an idea you have. And it's not yes. true. And you can look at a lot of examples of people that aren't doing that. But anyway, uh, Trav, I think you have a couple couple things I, to add to this. I, yeah, I have three like actionable things that I want people to take from this because... You, you know, we're talking like about this huge subject and people are like, oh man, I may not have ever thought of this before. And there's, there's three things I, if you, if you are thinking about this and you like this and you're like, all right, maybe I am starting to think through this that I think will help you 
not get past it because you don't really ever get past it, but to, to, to make it real and kind of figure out what steps you want to take. The first is exactly what you said, Jay. I think that people need to sit down and write out their definition of success in, in a multitude of facets, financially, you know, um, you know, time with kids, how do they want to spend the time, how much hours they want to work. You know, I don't want to put too much, put it in too much of a box. You just start brain dumping what does success look like for you, okay? I, I think that's the f- first thing that people need to do. The second thing is then write out, if they had that success, what some of their fears would be if they got there. Because this is going to help you, as you said, realize if it's legitimate or not. Here's one that I wrote down when I did this exercise before we did our, our call um, inside LI last week. I had this fear, and this is, this again, it's going to sound crazy, but I want people to see how goofy these fears can be. I actually wrote down, because I didn't want to edit it, and I even when I was writing, I'm like, this is so dumb, don't even finish writing it, but I'm like, no, this is the point. I was like, what if Location Indie and our respective podcasts and everything got so big that when we went out to like get a meal, I went out to get a meal with my family, I wouldn't be able to have a nice night out because so many people would come up and recognize me. That was a fear, right? Like, so that is a fear that's holding me back from, from becoming quote unquote, like a successful in, in some way. That is the, I, I and Obviously, as I was even saying it, I couldn't help but laugh. You can help but laugh. It is an absolutely irrational fear. That, Jay, there's probably 20 people in the entire world who get recognized to that degree that they like can't go out of the house. Like Oprah, Brad Pitt, Lionel Messi, maybe. Right? Like we're talking about mega stars, and here I am worried about that. Right? Not only a do I like attention, so like when people come up and say they know me, like the few times it's happened, Jay, we've loved it. It's awesome. But like it would be so, I'd have to become so big that this is a fear that is an illegitimate fear. But it was in my head, right? Like even though I knew it was a dumb fear, writing it out made me think, you're an idiot. Like get past that fear. Now there's going to be other fears that might be legitimate, right? That you have to work through. But right, step two would be to write down all your fears as crazy as they are, anything that comes in your head. I don't want to have and to manage like, a villa in Lake Cuomo and a house on the California coast. Right. Like, oh my gosh, who's who's going to, like, how am I going to find a landscaper for my 30-acre beachfront mansion? You know, like, that's a fear, though. I actually remember thinking, like, watching the show Billions and seeing this dude's house and thinking, oh my gosh, if I had that house, so like... Oh, I'd have to have like a gardener. But that is another level. I I honestly can say I wouldn't want billions of dollars. Right. Well, and that's fine. But I mean, writing it out is like at least shows you, okay, this is a fear you have. Well, you don't have to think about this until you get to that level. And if you don't want to be at that level because you've already written out what success looks like, then why are you even fearful of it? Right. So that's how they play hand in hand. Like you wouldn't have written out being a billionaire. You might have written out, hey, I want a four bedroom apartment in Oslo. Right. And and that's what success <laughs> well, looks like. I mean, five uh, would be nice. Five would be nice. Last thing. The third thing. Anything they can do, more than two would be nice, Trav. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have a family of four and you have two bedrooms. So your success and maybe maybe ratchet up a little bit there. Not telling you what to do, just telling you what to do. Um, the third thing that you should do after writing out what you think success looks like and knowing that's going to change, and then all the fears you can think of uh, if you hit success. The third thing, and this helps with the, but why do I deserve it um, idea that creeps up for all of us probably or most of us, and that is to think of someone that you really like, friend, family member, 
you know, blogger, podcast you like, anyone that you're like, this is this is a cool person. I love what they do. And then ask yourself, like, if they had the success that you had written out, do they deserve it? And if you answer yes to that, if you're like, hey, I really like Jay and Trav. Like, I love listening to their podcast. I now listen for 27 minutes today. This is great. You know, some of my success said this, this, and this. Would, would Jay and Trav deserve the, my successes? And if you answer yes, take a look inside and say, listen, if they deserve it, so do I. Because there's going to be people who look at you the way you're looking at those other, other people and saying, yeah, they're good people. They, they're hard workers. They put stuff of value out in this world. Yeah, they deserve that. I wouldn't begrudge them if they had that. I'd be happy for them. And then turn around and say, hey, if I do those same things, then I deserve it too. Yeah, I love that. That's great advice. And um, I think a great place to end, uh, as I know you have to kind of get your security detail squared away for your trip down to the... <laughs> yeah, I got to go figure out the bodyguard situation, the gardener situation. I guess I need a driver at this point. Oh, and we don't have bulletproof glass in the new Volvo we just bought, so got to get that installed. Yeah, man, it's going to be oh, a tough life. A lot of responsibilities. Get the checklist going. <laughs> Got a lot of responsibilities. Guys, if you are listening to this and you are interested in location independence, if that is one of your successes, if, if this idea of location independence, traveling, living, and working around the world is something that you deem as something that you'd like to do, uh, don't forget, we are open. Our community is open right now if you're listening to this live. It's open from September 23rd, which you couldn't listen to then because that'd be in the past. Until September 27th, 2019, we only open up a few times a year. So if you want to get in the community, the way to do that, locationindie.com. You can go there, check it out. You can sign up. And like, and we'll put this podcast out on the 23rd. Who knows? We're crazy like that. We're crazy like that. We're crazy like that. But yeah, this is the kind of stuff we talk about inside Location Indie. A lot of the actual topics that you've heard on our podcast, if you've listened to a few episodes, have come out of conversations we've had inside the Mighty Network in Location Indie, which is a members-only place. It's like Facebook groups, but a thousand times better. Um, as we mentioned, we have weekly calls on a variety of different topics. A lot of the stuff we talk about in there lends itself to then to be a podcast discussion. So yeah, the podcast is like a tasting menu of what we do inside of the community. And obviously with like 400, 500 other members who are in there at the at this moment, not just Jay and I talking about it, but a lot of people in there talking about their experiences. Essential to have that support and that sounding board. And these conversations are so important. This stuff comes up all the time. It's not like you get to magical location independence land and there's unicorns and rainbows and all that good stuff uh, because this is an ongoing thing, right? I mean, you're talking about this. You're how many years into your entrepreneurship journey, Trav, and you are successful yeah, and you're still dealing with fears of success and things like that. And, and you're know, constantly defining. Can't even go get a nice and, dinner. Can't yeah. get a nice dinner. Just do success. <laughs> No, but these uh, to have the support, to have the community to to kind of hook in with, to talk with about this, to get through these things, and then we help you get into many many business groups and masterminds and things like that. So much going on, and it's really necessary to get around other people doing this type of thing. So locationindy.com, don't miss your chance to join because we only open it up a few times a year, and this is it. So uh, we hope we will see you in there. And thank you so much for listening. Had a blast with you today, Trav. This is the this is the longest we've ever gone. We were going to do a twenty minute show, so Chris was supposed to buzz us at twenty minutes. We went all the way to thirty minutes. We should have known fear of success would be a thirty minute show. 
Sorry, Chris. You buzzed us a long time ago, buddy. But we just keep going. Thank you guys for listening. <laughs> we'll chat soon. To your success. To your success. Cheers. Cheers. Goal.